Hi again. Yeah, everything in check. Everything is recorded. Yeah, I think this is more or less getting better and better every week. So, yeah. Hmm. What is it going on? What is going on these days? What is going on these days with you? So basically, I'm asking myself through asking you, I guess. Yeah. What is going on? Is this a superficial question? Or is it really actually a meaningful one? Depends on who's asking it, I guess. And who is this person asking it from? Yeah. Because recently I've realized like uh, meeting someone and then sharing what's been going on in their lives seems to be the most intimate kind of thing. I mean, depends, of course, how deep they want to go. But generally speaking, we rarely do that. We always like leave quite a bit of our lives like uncommunicated with the people we care about or strangers. I personally am kind of open to share everything that I, that I have available. But the thing is, I don't know if it's going to create problems or not. So I find myself reluctant to do so. As I grow older, it became kind of more difficult to figure out what needs to be said, what doesn't need to be said. Well, as a kid, it did create a lot of problems. I had a big mouth. Still is. Look at the show. Having a big mouth. Hmm. What is the thing that needs to be said? Or the thing that doesn't really need to be said? I really have no idea. Even now. What's the gauge? A protocol, social construct. Someone dies, you don't smile. Someone is... There's always this protocol what you need to do social protocol inherited from you know generation after generation after generation but I don't know our culture our culture as a nation or as a species or or or, or uh, do keep changing so if it does change across time like why am I so, like, reluctant to take a step, like a real step, towards that which I see as true? There's so much resistance, so much excitement and fear at the same time. Because when I see, some, personally, when I see something true for me, it's like I just go. I don't really make compromises with it. I personally go and then I hit a big, huge wall and then, oh, okay, this is not possible or something like that. And then on and on and on. But understanding that even cultures do change regardless of certain things, that, of course, that we didn't see them change yet, which is racism, war, poverty, These things that we all share. But also the small stuff. Like the small stuff are not that much different in my opinion than the big stuff in terms of change. Couples break up apart just because certain... Each have a different ritual when it comes, let's say, to... I don't know, brushing your teeth even. I've read that in an article a while, while ago. I mean, this might be the trigger, but it's, like, it's just an example. How... People want things in a certain way. But then again, you look back and you realize like things do change as well across time. But I always believe that things don't when I'm alive. 
you know, as a projection to the world. So I'm asking myself, am I just projecting what I am onto the world, saying that the world doesn't change because I don't? Or I won't? Or I can't? What are the consequences of us changing? Of course, psychologically, not changing and body-wise, this is going to hit me one way or another. I'm already affected by it. 37 years old. Yet for some reason, personally, I feel that the older I get, the younger I become for some reason. Because I don't know what happened, but for me personally, I'm always open to change. Always? Well, maybe the world always is something I cannot really measure. But I am open to change. Yet it doesn't make it any easier it really doesn't make it any easier there is a lot of pressure from everywhere the existing culture outside of myself is a direct source of pressure and resistance just my awareness of it and no matter what I do that resistance keeps it's always there But then in this in those moments I it seems that at this point, particular point, I separate myself from that which is around me. It becomes a battle, like with or against. And I think this is where I start losing. Not me as in losing the game, but just losing inside of myself, feelings wise, energy wise, fear creeps up. This kind of opposition between me and that which is projected as the thing that is stopping me from whatever I need to happen. So I wonder how much of that is actually true. Or is it just like a fabrication of my own mind? Because, uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem right. This kind of culture that I have, culture, inside culture that I have of blaming the outside, whatever is happening in me. But as a species, we've been alive for such a while, such a long while. And it's always been that kind of resistance between me and society. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, there is a dream of... Uh, Hey, maybe things are different now. Or we we need to work for a better place. Some better futuristic place where this division doesn't really exist. But I wonder if that's true. I wonder if that's not another escape that we... Or that I keep on exercising in order to justify how... I was going to say stagnant, but how insecure I feel. Yeah. Definitely. So, if I might ask myself, and you as well, what should I do when it is clear as day that I am insecure is is it clear that I am actually insecure
Did I see that I'm insecure? Or I did not yet. So let's say that we did not see that I'm insecure. I did not see yet that I'm insecure. But a friend told me that I am. Criticize me. So what should I do? At this point. Should I search for evidence proving that I am secure? And that person is just trying to bring me down or whatever it is. Or really look at the statement that had been made that I am insecure. So where should I begin? I am insecure. In the moment I am not. Is this enough? Is this really enough just to look within oneself and to see? Am I or am I not? Or should I create scenarios and ask questions? Like what if this and what if that? And I play this mental projection, virtual reality-based emotion thing. Which I can, of course. I can stir some shit up. But in the here and now, It's coming up a little bit. <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is that I can witness whether I'm insecure or not. Through my body. Like what my whatever whatever my body is going through. Not in isolation, of course. That's one way I think I can look at it. Look at my body, how I'm breathing, how I'm moving. What is my stomach going through? What is my brain? That's another thing. Again, am I overthinking about a lot of things? I jump from a topic to topic. Uh, don't seem to be calmed down. Or maybe... Or escaping also. I can see myself escaping, I would say. Maybe sleeping too much, eating too much. I think this is just like one whole bag, you can say, that symptoms of insecurity. Now, I don't really know exactly what's making me insecure. I don't know really exactly what's making me insecure. But I can see that I'm insecure. The symptoms of insecurity. Whatever name you want to call it. Although I just, I wouldn't like for the moment maybe to start, you know, labeling my day with certain names like oh, angry, happy, sad, excited, which it has a place when it comes up. But when one wants to really find out exactly what's going on with oneself after a statement as such has been, you know, made... <clears throat> I look at this. And I just look. Where would this looking get me? You know? That's usually a question that I would say is asked when it comes to meditation or when it comes, you know, whenever we have this kind of dialogues or conversations of hey find my way my way is awesome your way sucks which is <laughs> i maybe internally say so but uh, yeah this is the question it's like okay what like in meditation observe yourself listen to yourself and the question always arises yeah okay i think i got the track the question always arises uh what will this looking get me 
But before, what is looking at me doesn't... Nobody seems to ask, it's like, okay, how do I look? So, where would this listening get me? And how would I look? But before the how, I need to see really the why, right? The how would be then, that just would be like an intellectual game. But why, really? I'm saying that I really don't know exactly why I'm insecure. I am just is, and I can see it from the symptoms, through my life, through my expressions. And then I would ask, what would listening and observing get me?
Yeah. So I'm observing this, right? I say, yeah, every time I start talking again. So I observe that, right? I'm observing that. I can't observe it anymore. It's back in history, in time. So, it is clear that I cannot do anything about it, because it's already gone. The moment has gone, right? The thing in question has gone, the moment, the picture, the frame. But what made that moment manifest in that way? Circumstances, right? External circumstances. Both external and internal intertwined circumstances. Those circumstances might be constant. And also these circumstances could be temporary. They come and go. So this fabric of existence is com completely morphing continuously through the various influences, those constant influences and the variable, the fixed and the variable. So is there value in observing what's happening in my day? Because we just said, I really don't know why I'm insecure. I just see that I am. So the value of observing one's day. I'm not, I can observe for a particular thing as a start. You know, that's what you people do in meditation. You, look, you observe a particular thing. And then, you know, maybe grow out of it. And that starts observing more. Maybe more things, but then now if you observe more things, then that doesn't really make sense because your mind is occupied with observing. That's not really observing, is it? Because it sounds like an activity, you know? I am uh, in, <laughs> I'm undergoing an activity of observation. Traditionally speaking, this might be how this verb is being heard or perceived. But is observing, listening, is, is this an activity? It seems that it might sound like an activity to a person who's already engaged in one. So, I'm playing a video game. I'm working on a project. Etc, etc. And then someone says, observe. So now that observation is taking me away, or it sounds as if it's taking me away from that which I am doing or that which I want to do. So from that state, it most probably sounds like another activity. But then someone comes along and asks you, can you observe what's happening with you every day, like during the day? And I'm kind of confused a little bit. What does that mean? Observe my day. It's like, okay, whatever you're doing, just observe what's doing. Maybe I would ask you then, what am I doing then if I'm not observing? Because it sounds like I'm observing the whole time. Maybe that's a good question. It's interesting, I'm having a conversation in my head. But... So am I? Uh, so I would ask, are you observing? Or are you just engaged in what you're in what's happening and what's doing what you are doing? 
is what I'm doing separate from everything else around me and in me? At the moment, I don't really see that it is separate. But also, it seems that I'm that my life is not in order. I can see that. I have issues in my relationship. I have issues in my sleep. I cannot eat properly. I'm maybe overweight. I'm exhausted. Right? My kids are complaining. All that, etc., etc. So my life is not in order. That's what I see. Which is another way maybe of manifestation of the insecurity. So I see that. Do I see that? Or I just basically keep going through the motions of a pre-existing structures and cycles that are existing in my day. Those cycles do seem to be locked in. Routines and patterns and habits that keep going on and on and on. If that's my life, is there even a need to look to observe what's happening in my day? Because it seems like I gave up. Like I gave up on having... I gave up on a potential. Did I give up? Wait, before I go. Did I give up? Or am I working towards a goal? I could be. I could have given up. And now I'm just passing time. Maybe chasing pleasure. From lunch to dinner to breakfast. Maybe sex here and there. Maybe... Maybe some drugs here and there, maybe some meetings and movies, you know, the usual pleasurable activities we seem to indulge in. Or maybe I'm working towards a goal, towards a goal in my career, most probably, maybe my hobbies, achievement, driven by achievement. And I observe maybe within that which I want to achieve specific category in my life and I let the rest go to chaos maybe I will even say that this is the most important thing and you need to support me so everyone now is kind of like in a way kind of a servant especially if I was a parent or not let go of the people who don't really support this what I'm doing stay with the people that do at least for now and with this and when this thing change, maybe I will change the group and then I will have another trauma. Do you see what's happening? Do I see what's happening with me? My life is broken. Not in a sense to make it tragic, but is my life broken in parts? Or am I just... I don't even give a rat's ass. In dancing, because I danced for... I am a dancer, I think, specifically like when it comes to salsa or something like that. Salsa and mambo, bachata, Latin. So you learn moves. You learn like techniques and moves. And you dance it. But there are certain moments or certain times where you really don't feel like you're dancing. I mean, yeah, you seem as if you're dancing, but you're just really doing moves like A, B, C, D, and then back to A, maybe C, B, D, G, and then you go F, E. Just punching buttons, you know, doing this and that. Patterns, whatever. It doesn't really feel 
good enough, I would say. It might feel okay in terms of like, oh, I'm, I'm here, I'm dancing, I'm dancing with a lovely uh, person, I'm, I'm going out, I'm having a drink, uh, networking, dressing good, I'm not wasting my night, I'm actually having fun, idea-wise. But there is the other kind of dancing, where it's, it's just flows. It is the same steps. But it seems that it's flowing rather than, ma rather than me doing it. I mean, I am physically doing it. This organism is doing it. But I'm not concerned with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not occupied with it. I'm just dancing. I'm not, I'm not occupied with dancing. I'm just dancing. So I am. So the question is, can I observe now? Let's bring observation. Can I observe when I am mentally occupied? But before that question, so we ask this question, can I observe if I'm mentally occupied? Now, before that question, do I see that I am mentally occupied? Do I see that? And if so, what am I occupied with? We start there. just to see without judging right it's like oh this is a bad occupation I shouldn't be occupied with that I'm occupied with work or I'm occupied with my family I'm occupied with my health over occupied with my health hypochondriac I think that's the word and then I just look mm, okay what is this occupation doing to me and then you look right Not judging or not judging, you just see it as if you're seeing it for the first time. Because you are really seeing it for the first time. You're, you're occupied, man. <laughs> just look, what is this occupation doing? Maybe this occupation is saving lives, who knows? I mean, again, this is just an example not to actually label anything. You just keep looking and you see the effects. But it seems that we cannot really look enough until a point of decision is actually made. I make a decision and a series of decisions throughout my day. Mentally, I am constantly making choices or decisions like agreeing or disagreeing, approving, rejecting. But isn't this also a sign of insecurity? Having an opinion of everything? Oh, this is right, this is wrong. No, 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 I cannot have this, I can't have this. No, this is right. Oh, it's like... Isn't this a sign of... It, it, seems, it sounds to me like it seems that it's a clear sign of insecurity. I'm afraid whether this is good or bad, am I going to do it wrong or right? Can I just, can it, is it, is there potential for it to just flow? Because at the moment it doesn't really seem like it's flowing.
Where is the flow in my life? I can't seem to be... I can't seem to be able to find it. Am I occupied with finding my flow? Is this an escape from however I'm feeling. Is, is this occupancy an escape from my insecurity? Or the insecurity that I am? The vulnerability that I am? How exposed this what I call myself is? 
So I occupy my mind with a fantasy world, a dreamlike world. Try to achieve that, go towards that. Hear this audiobook or that, this guru or that, this coach or that. While the thing that needs to be looked at or searched for, not search or as more as like search in, is here. But I cannot be here now because I am here. I'm in my head. I'm in this virtual reality. Can I feel again? And look, am I forcing myself? Am I not? Is this worth it or is it not? I mean, I know. It's like a form of communication that I have to ask questions. But all these things could be looked at without even asking a question. If I understood the value of whatever is going on actually in me. Can I just look without the confusion that have resulted in the mind just because I'm afraid to feel. I'm afraid of pain. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying Let's go and hurt ourselves. No, no, no. But can we feel? A lot of us even actually are incapable of being happy. Because being truly happy is not that different from being truly sad in terms of sensation for the body. It is scary to be that happy. Because, first of all, it's intense. Second of all, that feeling might be taken away from me. Same things with people with depression. They're also addicted to that feeling. They don't want to change it. To feel something else. Feelings. Not those feelings that are world-related, like, you know, angry, sad, whatever. Forget about all these words because that's a different topic, you know. But when you go to the core raw thing, that sensation, the inter interflowing nerves and paths of energy that centralize at some point or another, at some moment or another. Sometimes you cry, sometimes you feel it, sometimes you can't breathe. Your body could actually be like a huge, one huge, big poem that keeps speaking for you, expressing for you, expressing for me and you, expressing for me and you, also expressing for others, other bodies. It's just one flow in here to there from there to here just for the sake of actually painting it in a realistic way because when you feel there is no me no more than there is no more me and you there is no more of me and you it's just here and how it feels like Not in terms of interpretation, but just what is. Mm. Just what is. And I'm not saying that this is the only thing that is, just now, that's what is. So, 
looking at what is. Brings it out. Not brings it out as a term of action, but brings it out to the perception. And then it changes. At that point it changes. So what doesn't change is that which I'm occupied with, the occupancy of the mind, the position, the opinion, the judgment, identity. Seeing is doing, seeing is changing. Even that which I'm occupied with. That's the value of observation. And that's just a small layer of it. See you next time.